Kyle Rittenhouse is innocent. If you'd said that up until earlier today, you were liable to be told off by social media, you may even have been kicked off of social media. If you attempted to put your money where your mouth is by donating to a legal fund, tough, because GoFundMe, for instance, would have already taken that legal fund down. This is because the entirety of the media establishment, and the entirety of the tech establishment, and the entirety of the metropolitan establishment were all convinced, had all convinced themselves, and were doing everything in their power to convince you that Carl Rittenhouse was guilty. But, thanks to the wonderful innovation, this unique thing we have in the West, and in the Anglosphere in particular, which is the jury trial, this case has now been ventilated. It has been exhaustively ventilated. Every detail has come out. We've seen all of the videos, we've heard all of the arguments, we've heard all of the testimony, the jury heard all the same thing, and the jury has concluded Carl Rittenhouse was, in fact, innocent. Now, this is sort of outside my usual recording time, but I thought it would be worth going through perhaps some of the reasons we've come to the point we're now at, and since the reaction is already coming in, to go through some of the reaction to what we've now seen. Because I think the reaction quite neatly distills the, the former, the reasons we're here in the first place. Because the reaction has by and large been insane already. And it's not been more than a couple of hours since the verdict was handed down. So you might be wondering why I didn't pre-prepare and click away from this CNN advert before going through a piece of theirs. I was going to, and then I sort of scanned the text, and I sort of had to leave it on the screen, in fact, because, well, read it for yourselves. Distinctive, trusted journalism, the CNN calls itself. Trusted by whom? Because after this trial, after what we've just seen, which I would contend demonstrates more starkly even than the Trump presidency, more starkly even than Brexit in this in the United Kingdom, in my country of birth did, demonstrates so starkly, more starkly than any other event I can think of, the absolute disconnect between the media version of events and events themselves, between narrative and fact. And with the honourable exceptions of independent newspapers, independent media outlets, online media outlets, uh, Rakita Law has been deservedly uh, lauded for its coverage of the trial, with the honourable exceptions of these and other smaller magazines, the establishment media in this country, in the United States as well, has been defined by the lack of trust we can now place in it. Because every single thing they told us was a lie, and a barefaced lie, and a shameless lie. And you have to wonder in some cases whether it was knowingly a lie. I think in some cases these people did believe what they were saying. They were radicalized to the point of unreality. But some of them, I'm sure, knew what it was they were doing. And I think they still do know what it is they're doing. And CNN is just one of them. We've seen it with the Russiagate scandal, which has collapsed in recent weeks. CNN having run every single lurid story you could get out of the Steele dossier has not once apologized for the revelation that the Steele dossier, I say the revelation, most of us I think knew this was the case at the time, for the revelation nonetheless that the Steele dossier was in fact a forgery paid for by the Democratic Party. But they fed you this, they had Adam, Sh Adam Schiff on to feed you all of this stuff. No, no apology at all. Same with the Carl Rittenhouse story. CNN has run piece after piece attacking Carl Rittenhouse, piece after piece saying that the American justice system is broken. And we shall come on to more of that because their tune hasn't changed. And they have the gall to say, to try and get you to shill out money for them on the basis that they are distinctive and trusted journalism. Well, distinctive they are, 
trusted they are not yes with my painfully slow laptop i'll get rid of the uh, ad you can currently see on the screen and we'll get into some of the reaction because and i thought we'd start with what has to be admitted to be one of the better ones which is surprisingly enough coming from the president coming from joe biden uh, unfortunately this court case has to have been uh, commented on by a u.s president this is an unfortunate trend in recent times barack obama did this all of the time uh, invading their political opinions on ongoing court cases in the way that they really shouldn't which is incredibly irresponsible for the most part but joe biden here is a bit tepid but he's not awful i think this is his last uh, statement before he goes away to have his colonoscopy where they find out how one man could be so full of excrement but um president joe biden cnn reports uh, said on friday he stands by the not guilty verdict in the carl rittenhouse trial saying the jury system of trial in the united states works and must be respected look he said i stand by what the jury has concluded the jury system works and we have to abide by it I think this deserves to be, I mean, we will on this channel and have already and will continue to criticize Joe Biden pretty much every other day because he does things worth criticizing every other day. This statement deserves to be held up and it deserves to be lauded and it deserves to be retweeted at every single person in his party who is the opposite in the last couple of hours. Elizabeth Warren has now deleted a tweet where she said that the justice system was broken and needed to be completely changed from the ground up. Uh, Ayanna Presley has said much the same thing in recent weeks. Most of the squad have said much the same thing in recent weeks. Her, Joe Biden's party is full of people who do not believe that one of the singular achievements of Anglo Ferry culture, the reason we are as free and independent as we are, and the reason we have what justice we have, the jury system. If Joe Biden says this works, then we should celebrate the fact he's said it, because once upon a time we could have taken it for granted. Now I fear we can't. Rittenhouse, CNN continues, the teenager who killed two people and shot another during unrest in Kenosha, Wisconsin, was acquitted on Friday of first-degree intentional homicide and four other felony charges. Mm. The panel of five men and seven women deliberated more than 25 hours over the past four days in a closely watched case. The verdict cannot be appealed, which is good news. Very good news. We don't need any more of this. This case has been exhausting enough. It's gone through everything. Any appeals processes was once threatened, I think, in the case of uh, George Zimmerman when the... Uh, state attorney general got involved um no we don't need any of this this has to draw a line under this this has to be the end there is no reason to carry this on further though of course people will as we shall shortly see the president made the comments upon returning to the white house after a visit to the walter reed national military medical center that lasted more than five hours where he received a routine physical and a colonoscopy written house uh, being found not guilty in all counts i didn't watch the trial in a statement later on Friday afternoon, Biden acknowledged that the verdict in the trial will leave many Americans feeling angry and concerned. Here is where he starts to go off track a little bit. Many Americans feeling angry and concerned, myself included. He said everyone must acknowledge that the jury has spoken. So there is a good statement. He closes with a good one there. I don't understand why, having not watched the trial himself, um, he should tell us that he's angry and concerned like many other americans the only other reason so many other americans are so angry and concerned is that they too haven't watched the trial um but given that it's important enough for joe biden to be commenting upon you might have thought he would have at least taken the time to watch the damn thing but he didn't he did at least close as we've said uh reaffirming the commitment to jury trial and it's still a dire shame that we have to be in a position where presidents have to make such statements in a statement released by the white house friday afternoon biden said he ran on a promise to bring americans together 
because I believe that what unites us is far greater than what divides us. I believe that what unites us is far greater than what divides us. Journalistic practice, incidentally, is to not repeat a quote, something you've paraphrased prior. I'm going to throw that out there, CNN, but you're not real journalists, so what would you know? I know that we're not going to heal our country's wounds overnight, but I remain steadfast in my commitment to do everything in my power to ensure that every American is treated equally with fairness and dignity under the law, the statement reads. Biden also encouraged protesters to express their views peacefully, consistent with the rule of law. Violence and destruction of property have no place in our democracy, the statement adds. Um, now, this sort of goes somewhere toward refuting the prior statement, because if we're fearing violence and the destruction of property, and we should fear violence and the destruction of property, given that that is what started this trial in the first place, we can expect it to happen after this trial, I strongly suspect. But um, given that we can safely say it, it's almost as a matter of course, it's, it's not even headline news, we are expecting riots after a jury finds a man not guilty. Given this is the case, I think we, can't, we can probably pass some kind of judgment on Biden's statement that he was aspiring to uh, unite rather than divide us, and that we have more things in common than oppose us. Um, he seems to have failed at that. In fact, things seem to be getting worse, and it's in a large part thanks to his party that this is happening. Again, we'll come on to some of these other responses from the Democratic do-gooders in short. But um, one thing Joe Biden could do, for instance, to ensure uh, greater respect for the law, to ensure that people start coming together, uh, to ensure that the divisions that do currently rack America do not turn into violent insurrection on the streets, is to crack down hard on people practicing violent insurrection on the streets. We've spent the last two years, around two years, every summer, aiding, abetting, and excusing violent riots in the name of some supposed injustice. Any injustice is an excuse for rioting. Mostly peaceful protests, CNN called them, um, which just notably involved lots and lots of people dying, lots and lots of property being destroyed, lots and lots of jobs that'll never come back, and further plunging poor inner-city areas into a dire poverty they can't ever escape from, thanks to riots, because that's always the effect of riots. Now, if you're the leader of a party which either doesn't comment on these things, or, to the extent it does comment on them, excuses them, and if your supporters in the media will go to the lengths of firing editors who re anyone who dares raise a voice against Black Lives Matter or who dares suggest that riots should be put down with the force of the state by the police. Um, if these are your allies and if this is your party, then all you're going to do is give the impression to a large number of Americans that America has a two-tier system of justice. We have this in the United Kingdom where we've had our own Black Lives Matter protests and again, the same thing holds. Black Lives Matter protesters can do what they want but if you go out protesting for Brexit, if you go out protesting against lockdown, the police will come at you incredibly heavy-handed. The impression given, allowed to be given by Joe Biden and by his party and by his supporters in the media that America in fact has a two-tier justice system where Black Lives Matter protesters can go around and destroy anything they want. And in fact, this is just a voice, the riots, as someone once said, are the voice of the unheard. Um, if you allow this to go on, then of course you're going to entrench divisions. Because all you've ex done, you've accepted that for a part of the population, the normal standards of law, the normal standards of rules and decency and civilization and society do not apply. Unless you crack down on these things, and Joe Biden has shown no indication he intends to do this, we're going to see more of what we've just seen. In fact, we're going to see more of the Democrats calling for a root branch reform of the justice system. We will see more of them calling to abolish the police, ignoring the fact that the only reason Carl Rittenhouse was where he was, doing what he was doing, was because there were no police there. 
It's a fundamental irony in the Democrat position, which, because they are Democrats, they do not see. If you do not want to see more Carl Rittenhouse-type cases, then you do not defund the police. If you defund the police, you will get more people like Carl Rittenhouse who feel motivated to go and protect the property that the police have abandoned, to protect their jobs that the police have abandoned, to protect the states that their government has abandoned. This is an irony, again, that escapes them, will always escape them, because they are ideologically wedded to a version of events that which does not accord with reality. Joe Biden could do a lot to help rebuild America, the fabric of American society if he took a much stronger line against the radical left in his own party, which is still, to this day, uh, calling the tune. But he won't do that because he's a fundamentally weak president. So, yeah, he says some nice words occasionally, he has here, uh, but Barack Obama said much the same thing, and he left America more divided along lines of race than it was when he took over. CNN continues, the president has also spoken with the afternoon, report on any assistance needed for safety. Asked by reporters as he returned to the White House if he stood by his past comments equating Rittenhouse to a white supremacist, Biden didn't directly answer, because of course he didn't, because, again, he's not really interested in repairing the fabric of American democracy, it's just what he's obliged to say. He's done more than his fair share to tear that fabric, as equating Rittenhouse to a white supremacist before an investigation, before the trial, before any evidence, having not himself watched the trial, and in, in, in what, what is the reason for white supremacist here. He didn't kill anyone who was black. Although, as we'll shortly see, a lot of Democrats seem to believe that he did, thanks to the media. So Joe Biden, again, is not necessarily the best person to be talking about this, but I think, given that he is the president, we have to welcome it when he does. When asked on Monday why Biden previously tweeted, uh, tweeted a video that suggested Rittenhouse was a white supremacist, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said, I'm going to bet here that she didn't answer the question, what I'm not going to speak to right now is anything about an ongoing trial nor the president's past comments. Well, Okay, but the president commented during the trial, and before the trial even. So, why? What I can reiterate is the president's view that we shouldn't have, broadly speaking, vigilante patrolling our communities with assault weapons. We shouldn't have opportunists corrupting peaceful protest by rioting and burning down the communities they claim to represent anywhere in the country. Well, as Lenin once said, if it happens once, it's an accident. If it happens twice, it could be a coincidence. If it happens three times, that's a pattern. And violent protests, or supposedly small minorities within mostly peaceful protests, taking over the protests and using them for violent ends, um, hasn't just happened three times. It's happened almost every single time, and we fully expect it will happen soon again in Wisconsin, which has had more than enough of this already. Questions ought to be asked, I think, about why it is that every one of these protest movements that Joe Biden supports and that Jen Psaki will not answer questions about, uh, because... You know, she doesn't actually answer questions about anything. That's not her job. Her job is to not answer questions and to be sassy while doing so. Um, we have to uh, we have to start asking why it is the, the movements these people support always seem to lead to violent protest and to insurrection and to the destruction of property. It's all very well condemning it after the fact, but it keeps happening and you don't do anything to stop the causes, do you? But that's just a, a miserable non-answer as usual from Jen Psaki. Joe Biden feels fit to comment on a trial whilst it's ongoing if the rest of her party does the same thing. If he feels fit to, to sees fit to comment on a trial before it's even begun, a trial that he will not go on to watch, um, before any investigation has been conducted, before any evidence is known or has been heard, then I think it's only fair that we should press Jen Psaki on the point. She shouldn't be allowed to get away with not answering the question, given that the, the very problem is that Joe Biden did comment on an ongoing trial. And that's a question that needs to be put again and again and again, because presidents keep doing this, and they really, really shouldn't. 
But it won't happen because U.S. press conferences, White House press conferences, are not particularly good. And the U.S. press corps, as we shall come on to now, uh, is pretty abysmal. Um, 